0: I just want to thank the Lord for this opportunity to stand here and share the word of God with you. And also to thank the elders of the church for giving me this opportunity and trusting me with your souls. Hallelujah. Amen. Really, they were saying, he's our advocate. When you talk of an advocate, someone who represents you. In a high court, not magistrate. Magistrate is just an attorney, But advocate is for high court. So he's representing us in a higher places. Hallelujah. As we're singing this song, I felt so much power. And then I just wanted to share this story with you. There was this woman, she was married. When I preach, I like stories. eh? And then for me, stories is like building a house with windows. You might not sometimes remember the word, but you will remember the story, and the story will take you to the word. So this woman, she was married, but she didn't have children. But they were living a happy life with 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 her husband. So they used to go to the mall to have a breakfast. So one day as she was passing through the window, she saw this beautiful ring. And when she looked at the ring, she liked the ring. So one day she said to the husband, let's go in, I just want to see this ring. This ring was so beautiful and it was so expensive, it was a diamond ring. And then she looked at her husband with a smile, she said to, her, to him, please baby, if I, I birthday, please buy me this ring. And then you know husband, you know, he didn't say yes or no, he just smiled at her. So one day, it was her birthday, they were sitting together with a nice present. On a table they were eating the breakfast and after that and then the husband said you can open your breakfast your your your, your present and then the, the present was so beautiful the ribbon that were folded it was so beautiful and then she opened and then with a very big smile and then when she opened that present the first thing you see like if it's a box like this you open she saw a beautiful book embroidered with gold and it was her name but in a it was New King James Version. And then she looked at her husband with tears coming down. She said, with all your wealth, with all your money, this is what you decided to buy me. I know that you are rich, but you decided to buy me this book. She didn't even call it a Bible. You know, immediately she stood up, she went to the bedroom, she just packed the bags and she was gone. She was gone. And she switched off her phone. So I don't know what happened, but the husband, like, you know, there are some husbands who are very sweet. They wait for you to to cool up, and then they will explain the story. But unfortunately for this man, it was too late to explain the story, because she was already gone. And then after three months, I think the husband could not take it, and then he was seriously sick. They sent her a telegram, and she said, I will go the following morning, the following week. And then when she arrived the following week, only to find that the husband was gone. He passed on, and she cried. She went to that dining room. The present and the box was still there. And then, when she take that, she took the Bible. She hold it. She wanted to put it here as she was crying. And then, when she take that Bible, and then the ring fell. That dining, diamond ring, what fell? And then, you know why? What are we learning on this story? We, we don't learn to appreciate God in our life. Because whatever blessing that comes, it's not the, 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 the package that we are expecting. But there is a greater thing that God has for us in his store. But you will never see it until you learn to appreciate what you have. More special, the life that you have, you just ignore that it's normal you will wake up. But God is expecting to appreciate that you have been given life. And more special as a Christian, to have a life and knowing that God is for you. God is in your sight. But we don't even learn to appreciate that. You just wake up and you go to work and you come back and you eat and sleep. There is no time to pray, no time to praise. But let, let us learn to, 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 to worship God, to praise him with whatever we have. Let's stop mourning. Let's stop complaining. Like now, there are a lot of people are complaining with their jobs that they have. There are people who doesn't have that job. Yes. You are complaining of the taxi that you are taking. There are people who are walking. I always see people walking. You go from that unspr- they are walking up there. You find those people that are appreciating God that they are walking, they still have legs. Hallelujah. Yes. God bless you. I see you listening. You know the stories. (laughs) Tell someone next to you that it's good that you came. As I'm about to share the word of God, there was this guy who had two dogs. I want you to listen to this story. You laughing. (laughs) but it's related to my word for today. This man, he had two dogs, and then it was a a white dog, and I don't like dogs. eh? (laughs) The the brown and a white dog. So he was making money out of these dogs. So he will make them to fight, and people will bet, oh, white one will win, and then the brown one will win. Obvious, if maybe there are 20 people, and then five, they're putting money on white, and then the 15, will get money, isn't it? So he was doing that. But this man he had a strategy. What he will do if you want the white one to win, he will starve the brown one. (laughs) He will make sure that the brown one doesn't get food so that it will be weak and then it's not gonna win the fight. So every Wednesday and every Saturday they will go for for fighting and then he will come back with money. But what is the strategy? Or what is the the lesson on these two dogs? Because obvious, if you starve the one, the one that you are starving doesn't have power, it's not going to win. So, if you feed, whatever you feed in your life, it will dominate. If you feed your body, your body will dominate your spirit. The more your body is so strong, your spirit will be weak. So let us learn to feed our spirit. Because the Bible says we are fighting against the spiritual warfare, not against blood and and flesh. So let's take maybe your body is is so dominating. It means you are going to lose all your battles. Because it's not the body that is going to, 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 to fight the spiritual warfare. But for us to win and to conquer, this spiritual warfare, it means our spirit must do what? Must be fed. Amen. So, as we're going to read the word of God, make sure that you feed your spirit. You know, I'm talking um, from experience. I think on Friday, I decided, like at work, I said, no, let me go and pray. And then, you know what? I went to pray after I ate a brown bread with avocado. When I get to this office, there is a very nice couch and I was sitting I didn't even take five minutes. I was sleep gone. Why? My body was full. My body was full. I just slept. So I was supposed to starve the body so that my my spirit will awake. Try it. Just eat the bread and you go and pray. You won't. Or you, you, you eat putu and inkomaz. You want So for you to be awake, make sure that the body must do what must have. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> God bless you. No more stories. Okay, the topic for today, I'm looking at the time now. I think I'm running out of time. We're going to talk under the topic, the hurdles to answer prayers. The hurdles to answered prayers. When we talk of the hurdles, are are you projecting? Oh, thank you. Okay. That word hurdles, it it just means the struggle. It just means the barriers. It just means the obstacle. It just means the difficulties. It just means the problems. So you can put whatever word you want to put. You can say the obstacle to answered prayers. One thing that we have to know as Christians is that prayer is a privilege or it's a great opportunity or a privilege that we have as a Christian when we were attending this morning session uh, mr. Natalia was saying that we've got now a rights to stand before God we've got access to God if you look at the Old Testament the, the, the if you have something to tell God you'll have to go via someone but now we've got a privilege even though we don't see it as a privilege but let me tell you, it's a privilege, it's an opportunity. Because you don't go and knock to someone's house. You don't go to someone where you've got your problems. When you are happy, you know what time to go and praise your Lord. Amen. So we've got this opportunity to, to pray to God or to praise God. But I want to talk with you under these hurdles, under this obstacle to answered prayers. Amen. Let's go to point number one. I'll be quick. Ne? Those who were here on Wednesday, they will know. Our pastor was telling us sometimes when we prepare the message, um, out of 100% that we have prepared, you might get 20%. So the rest, you have to go and do the research for yourself. You were here, eh? You understand. Okay, hurdle number one. It's learning about prayer, but not practicing it. If I may ask you, what types of prayer that you know? You will mention, you know it. You know it. The prayer of faith, the prayer of supplication, prayer of intercession, all this kind of prayer you know. We are full of knowledge, but we are not practicing it. Amen. One thing that we do as Christians, we desire to read the Bible, we desire to read the books, we desire to read about prayer, but we don't study the word of God for, to equip us to prayer. You just study or you just read the word of God for your satisfaction. And after reading these books, after listening to all these CDs, what do you gain? The false sense of satisfaction. You just feel satisfied. And then you end up there. I I want us to read um, the book of James chapter 1. You've got it. James chapter 1, I want us to read only verse
1: 23. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in a mirror verse 24 and looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like
0: Amen where we have read God is expecting us to listen to the word as we are sitting and listening to the word but it doesn't end up there the bible says we must be you must be the doers of the word and I want you to, to, to realize or notice that the devil loves it when you read when you listen and you don't do it because it doesn't threaten him. It doesn't harm him. Because it's not doing any good for you. You are just listening, but you are not acting on it. So you're just like the one who didn't even hear. Because you never done anything. You never t- took a step. You never commit yourself to prayer. You never commit yourself to act upon the word. When we, we buy the books... We buy the Bibles. I know we've got a lot of stuff. Christians, they like buying. Ne? We've got the CDs. You know wh- how it like. It's like when you buy, um, you know women, a receipt book. You know there's a receipt book. Most women, they've got a receipt books. But if you've got receipt books, you have never even opened it. Does it help you? Because you have never cooked anything from the receipt book. You do have the book. It's telling you how to, it's showing you how to to, to cook a Get polonaise, or whatever they call it, yeah. but you don't know how to cook. You have you've got the book. This is what we are doing. We are full of knowledge of prayer, but we never ever we never ever practice it. We have learned about the big men of God, the major prophet in the Bible, and then we know how they have been answered to their prayers, but we never even take or commit ourselves to do it. So the devil is not bothering if you listen like this, it's not bothering. He just knows that he, it's, it's very easy for him to steal the weight because it's just like in these years and it will come out. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that we, we know very much as a Christian, we know how to quote verses. We can quote, but we, we, we don't really mean it. We don't believe on it. You will see these people, when crisis come, they don't stand. Because it's not in them. They've never took the word of God as a central part of their lives. Amen. So knowledge is good, but it will never help you spiritually if you don't apply it. When I was preparing this word, I was remembering when I was at high school, I was doing geography. So yesterday it was like windy and then I saw those clouds. And I remember I learned about clouds. Hey, they call or but I cannot tell you what this cloud is for rain or this, because I've never practiced it. I was learning to have knowledge to go to the next level. I, I cannot explain to you those clouds. This is what we are doing as Christians. We just learn, and when we go out, it was exciting. It was so wonderful. It, It just end up there. You get inspired by the word of God, but it doesn't do any good for you. The moment you start acting on the word, you will know God for yourself. Now you know God of Abraham, the God of Petunia, the God of one, two, three, because they have seen God, but you have never seen God. Why? Because you're not acting. We come in Wednesday, getting some teachings. You know, I was so happy and excited on Wednesday as we were learning about Canon. Is it Canon, ne? You remember? Yeah, Canon, whatever. <laughs> it's, so, it's so nice to learn the history, to learn theology, but if we don't act upon it, it, it doesn't do anything. It doesn't do any good to us. Amen. So the major cause of unanswered prayer is when we become experts in the knowledge of prayer, but not masters in practicing how to pray. You, you are so like you are an expert. You know everything about prayer. But when it comes to practical, you know there. You know there. When, 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 when I grow up, a lot of people where I'm coming from, they will go to teaching college or nursing college. But these people, every time they will come back to school, uh, they will go to the hospital to do what? To do the practicals. To see whatever they are learning, are are, are they good? They do what they are learning. They have to do the practicals. So why can't you do the practicals? You look at Jesus. will sit with his disciples and teach them. But some other stage will send them away. Go. Alone. Why? So that they can be equipped. So can it help us to know about prayer if we don't pray? No. Hallelujah. So the best approach to prayer is to pray. You cannot approach prayer by talking, by by just like thinking about prayer. But if you have to approach prayer, you have to do what? have to pray. Amen. Amen. Let's quickly go to number two. The hurdle number two, it's mental asset rather than action. It's similar, but it's not the same. Mental assent rather than action. When we, we talk about assent we talk, we're talking about agreeing, we're talking about accepting, we're talking about being like concept too. So, this, it looks like faith, but it, it's not faith. If I have to divine the mental asset, I can say it's, a, it's an intellectual accepting the word of God as true. Admiring the word of God. Agreeing to it, but it doesn't have any impact to you. You don't deny the word of God. You will always say, but the word of God is true. The Bible, it's from God. You accept it, but it doesn't mean that you believe it. Hallelujah. So, the people who've got the mental asset, they agree with God, but they don't believe God. And how possible is that? How possible is that? So, what they do, they will accept that this is the revelation from God. This is the Bible from God. But you see them. When the crisis comes, they will believe that the Bible is really true, but it doesn't work for me. You see the word, the word of God working for someone, not for you. So you are agreeing with God, but you don't believe God. And the Bible says we, 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 we walk by faith, not by sight. So these people, they, they want to see things happening. Before they believe. And it's not going to work like that. Because God is working the other way around. He he wants you to believe before you see. But these people, because they just agree, they just consent to They just accept the word of God. They don't believe it. They want to see things happening in their lives before they can believe. Hallelujah. There is this scripture. I know a lot of Christians, they like it. Philippians chapter chapter 4 verse 19. God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. But look at these people. They are not standing in that way. They are not believing the scripture. But they can quote the scripture. As I said before, that we are very good in quoting scripture. But this scripture is not really inside. We are not uh, putting it as a central part of our lives. Amen. So what happened to these people? The mental asset people. They are so successful in knowing much about the word of God. But as far as their spiritual is concerned, they are failed, they have failed. You go on knowledge. You've got this knowledge. You can tell everyone, you can stand here and preach about, about prayer. But as your spiritual life is concerned, you have failed. Because knowledge, as I said, it will never help you until you take a step, until you apply it in your life. Hallelujah. Um, we're reading the book of James chapter 1. Can you read for me James uh, chapter 1 still? And then I want us to read 22.
1: do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself. Amen. Do what it says. It's fine.
0: It says, do not merely listen to the word. Because by so doing, you are doing what? You are deceiving yourself. The other scripture, it says, you are making fool of yourself. So James is saying here, If you think listening to the word by itself it will make a difference to your life you are fooling yourself. It's not a bad thing to listen. You are listening to the word. But are you doing the word now? No. So by so doing the Bible says we are fooling ourselves. We are deceiving ourselves because we will never receive anything from God. You are fooling. like The word of God It's in your head. It's not in your heart. So we must learn to apply the word of God after hearing it. I remember this man of God, uh, he passed away, um, Dr. Miles Monroe. He said there is this thing that he, he had applied in his church. After the service, he will tell his, um, his congregation that you don't talk anything else. I guess Saturday, it, Yesterday, it was Saturday, people were parting. People were baby showering. People were what, 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 whatever. You don't talk about that. Whatever weight you had, you speak about the weight. You give yourself time to meditate on the weight. But you listen to us when we come back. We come. come out here. We don't even think of the weight. And the Bible says the devil is there to steal and to destroy. You don't know by that time when you are out of that weight, the devil is stealing the weight. Amen. Can we read quickly Matthew chapter twenty-one? Verse 28. Chapter 21, verse 28. You can read for me until 31.
1: What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son... Go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and went. Verse 30. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will say, but he did not go. Hmm. Verse 31. Which of the two did did what his father wanted? Amen. Amen. If we look at
0: these parables, the first one, initially, he was rebellious to his father. But at the end, he, he repented. The father said, please go to the vineyard. And he said, no, I'm not going to go. He was straightforward. He said, I'm not going there. But he ended up doing what? He ended up going. And then the second one, he said, Papa, I'm going there. I will go. But he never went there. So, which one is the best? The one who was rebellious but he, he repented. But we are too soft. We accept the word of God but we never do it. We are exactly like the second one. You agree to the word of God but you don't do it. Like this, this, this young boy here. The second one. He said yes I will do but he never done it. He never went there. So this one he is the rebellious one. But you can't see that he's rebellious because it's very soft. But the first one He said, I'm not going. But he he, he decided to go. So when we hear the word of God, when we don't do anything, we are being rebellious to God. Better is the one who didn't even hear than the one who heard the word and doing nothing. Because you are rebellious to God. He said, no, I heard your word, but I'm not going to do it. Even if you are not saying like that, like this young man here. But inside, you are very rebellious because you, you are not doing the word of God. Hallelujah. So agreeing, it doesn't take us anywhere. But doing, it will take us somewhere. Amen. God bless you. Are you still there? You want more stories? (laughs) Hallelujah. Okay, let's go to number three. Number three is hearing the word, but not absorbing it. Amen. This is the measure one. Not me. I'm not the measure one. But this one is the me- Do you know the measure one? Musakir? So this one is the measure one to me. When we talk of absorbing, you know how to absorb. Akir. When you take a sponge and put it in the water, what's going to happen? If you take it out, it's full of water. It has absorbed all the water. So We are hearing the word of God, but we are not really absorbing it into our life. Amen. And if we don't absorb the word of God, what's going to happen? If you hear the word, it will just go this year and goes out because you're not absorbing it. And the devil will steal whatever you have heard. Why can't you ask yourself, for? last week they were teaching us, but if I can ask you, you don't even remember one thing. You, you don't even remember one thing. Why? The devil has stolen the word because the, the word of God was supposed to be sink into your heart, but it was only in your head. Hallelujah. So the moment we, we, we absorb the word of God, the word of God will have impact into our life, and you will know the Lord for yourself. Amen. Um. I said something about the devil, but you know that also the devil is not really concerned about your health. It's not really concerned about your money. But he's more concerned about the source, which is the word of God in you. The devil knows that if you take the word of God for you, you will have healing. If you have the word of God in you, you will have money. But if you don't have the word, it's so easy for him. He can play with you. So he makes sure that the word mustn't go to your heart. And it's your responsibility to make sure that the word of God, you absorb the word of God. Hallelujah. I, I don't know if we do have a living Bible here. Revelation chapter 2 verse 7. I in a uh, living Bible. But you can read it if you don't have. It's fine. I'll just paraphrase it. Revelation chapter 2.
1: Verse 7. He who has ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life which is in the paradise of God.
0: The living Bible it says let this message sink into the ears of of anyone who listens. You don't just listen, but it says, let this message sink into the ears. You know, when, when something is sinking, you cannot see it. Let's say maybe it's in the water. If it goes down, you can't see it. But if it's not sinking, it means you can see it. So that's why it's vulnerable to the devil to steal it. So the, the Bible is encouraging us that we may, when we listen to the word of God, let us make this word of God have impact and it must sink into our heart. Amen. But one more thing that I want to talk about, is meditation. Amen. When we, when we receive the word of God, I can, I can um, give you an example like a cow. You know a cow? Okay? Do you know a cow? It might happen. It might happen. But You know, what the cow does, there is this process by rumination, the digestion of food for the cow. What it does, it will eat. The cow has two stomachs. You, You agree with me? It has two stomachs. So what it's going to do, it will eat, and all these grasses, it will go, why you do this? <laughs> it will go to the first stomach. So you see the cow, it will start from 8 o'clock maybe until two o'clock, still eating, it, until the first stomach is full. When the first stomach is full, it will look, the cow will look for a nice cool place and sit down on the grass and start chewing. So what's happened, the food from the first stomach, it will go back to the mouth and start chewing it. And then after chewing it, it will go to the second stomach. He didn't do agriculture. Ask people from Lipombo, they will tell you. (laughs) Hallelujah. So it's going to do that, taking that food from the first stomach, coming back to the mouth, chewing it, and then putting it back Where? the second stomach amen and in that way the food can become strength and life to the animal before that it's not going to give any energy any strength to the animal so the bible is encouraging us to go through this twofold processes christian the first process is what you are doing you are receiving the weight receiving the weight. You might receiving the word through the television. Receiving the word through reading. But you are receiving. So it goes to a what? A first stomach which is your heart. But it doesn't end up there. Because it's not going to give you strength. It's not going to give you life. If it's still on a first stomach. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if you want the word of God to work for you, you have to take it back from the first stomach and you chew it, which is the process of meditation. And if you read the book of Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, it says, let this book depart not from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. You look at the cow. where I grow up, my father has, has a crawl, lady homu and you ask yourself this midnight this thing is still chewing it doesn't stop the bible says day and night meditate upon the word of god so we and it says you will be prosperous and successful when well, i you think by having a business you'll be prosperous and successful but my word said when you meditate upon the word you will be successful and prosperous so if you want to be prosperous, learn to meditate upon the word. Meditation is taking the word of God, looking for revelation over and over and over and over again. So people, they are very good in meditating the problems. And let me say, it's not a meditation after all. Meditation is only when you think of the word of God. That is meditation. The rest, I don't know what you call it. It's worry. Thank you. When you start thinking of your problem, you think of you, and we are good on that, ne? We're good, like, but, and then, why your eyes are swollen? I didn't sleep yesterday. I <laughs> know What were you doing? I was thinking about this man. <laughs> and you're just thinking of this man. But we as Christians, we are failing to meditate upon the word of God. And if you want to see yourself being su- successful, this is the tip. Learn to meditate. Hallelujah. And when we look um, in the Old Testament and the New Testament, this was the the main thing the the, the, the Bible is talking about. Meditation. Meditation. Hallelujah. Are we going to meditate? Oh. How do we know what's going to happen? If we can take I remember Pastor Mutiba said something when people were like discussing about this thing, Yahori, NIV, some of the verses are not there. You remember, ne? He said, There was one man who lived for long with one, I don't know whether it was one chapter or one verse. Yes. If you can have whatever verses, you don't need a lot of verses. But those verses that you have in your head, it can go to your heart and it goes to the second stomach, which is meditation, it can do good for you, and you will see God, good God for yourself. Amen. Let's take maybe, I know this verse, that by his stripes I'm healed. get I know that verse. And then when I'm sick, and I feel that pain, that yeah, it's, it's pressing. And I, I continue to say, I'm not going to sleep. Because I know the finished work of the cross. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. I'm healed in it. You refuse the devil to say something in your ears. He you said, no, I know the word of God. It says, I'm healed by the strife. When you are asleep, you feel the pain. You think of the word. The, I'm healed by... That one verse can do you a miracle. But it just takes you... A faith and a step to act. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you getting something? Yes. So let's allow the word of God to be sown in our heart as a seed and we meditate upon it. You know, I, I have tried. It works. And then when you wake up in the morning, you know, have you ever dreamed? I don't know if you do that. Maybe sometimes fighting. You fight sometimes. <laughs> fighting. But you are able in the night to mention the name Jesus. Because the, the name Jesus is in you. You just say the name of Jesus. And as you are saying in the name of Jesus, name, the voice is down. It doesn't want to come out. But you persist in the name of Jesus until it comes. Because the word of God is in you. That name Jesus, it's in you. You are meditating upon it day and night. So it became the central part of your life. So when something attacks you in the night, you are able to say, in the name of Jesus. God is so good. If there is a stage that the devil one doesn't want you to reach state, is the stage of meditation. He doesn't want you to reach that stage because he knows that you are crippling him. As I said, that if you listen, you are listening for your sake. But it's not going to do anything until you apply it, isn't it? But you go to that stage, I'm telling you the devil will be angry with you because you are really paralyzing him. He cannot be able to go through to you. Because you know the word. He will bring some attacks, but because you know the word, you will stand. So the person who who is able to meditate, it's like building the house on a rock. When the flood of this world, when the storm of this world comes, you will stand. Because the word is in you. You will speak. The Bible says to God, God said to Joshua, let this word Depart not from your mouth. It means he has to speak the word. So when the storms of life comes in your life, you'll you'll be able to say, in Jesus' name, I'm healed. I am an overcomer. I'm a peculiar person. You will speak the word of God. Amen. I'm running out of time. But uh, <laughs> I'm running out of time. Okay, let me just mention one thing, and then, um, and then I, uh, uh, I close. Number four, the curse of the world. Or laziness. Kupawo di businesswoman and businessman yeah? Ojo. i okay. Oh yeah, good. Oh, yes. You know, you don't have faith. Why can't you, you lift up your hand even if you don't have a business? You'll have one. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. If you're thinking of having one, why can't you raise up your hand? Because if you are determined to be a businessman, why, why should you hold your hand? Yeah. Hallelujah. So, one more thing, or the hurdle number four that I can mention, is the cares of the world or the laziness. You know laziness? The Bible says the lazy people will never they will never enter, enter heaven eh, and they mustn't eat. <laughs> yeah, the Bible says they mustn't eat. <laughs> I don't want to go far. <laughs> so let's read Matthew 25 verse 26. I don't think as a Christian we do want to be called this. Can you read it for me? And you read it very strong.
1: Matthew 25, verse 26. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant.
0: I I, I said strong, Papa.
1: Okay. His master replied, You wicked, (laughs) lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed.
0: You wicked, you lazy servant. That was God saying that. You know, there are people who are very lazy to do anything. When it comes to prayer, that is very, it's too much. Because some people, they are lazy even to bath. Laziness is not good at all. And it's going to harm you. Because you will always think of prayer, but you will never stand up and go and pray. There are a lot of people, the Holy Spirit has spoken to them to wake up maybe 12 o'clock or 3 o'clock. You're still postponing even today. You want your heart is willing to do, but because you are lazy, you don't want to. You feel like when you wake up, like sometimes you set up the alarm. Né? You remember? You have set up the alarm. And then when the alarm beep, ah, oh, no, no. That's laziness. The Bible says you are a wicked. There's no one want to be called a wicked person. But if you are lazy, you are a wicked person. You, you know, people are lazy even to open the Bible. When they start opening the Bible, you will see them. Ha, ha. I get it. There are times where you open the Bible after reading, you don't know what you are reading. You are just reading for the sake of reading. Because you are lazy. You don't have time. You know you've got time to cook. You know like 5 o'clock I start cooking. You know like 6 o'clock I bath. You've got the the, the, the agenda for the day. But you don't have. On your agenda there is no way you put the word of God. There is no way where you put prayer. And it's so difficult for you. That's why you don't want to come on Wednesday. Because it's difficult for you to pray. You think of that one hour is too much for you to pray. But Jesus said to his disciples, you can't even awake only for an hour. So it means prayer for the minimum, it should be one hour. But five minutes for you is too much because you are lazy. And you look at this person, you are too angry, you are too too tired when it comes to prayer. Immediately when you finish praying, you are so strong. You are very strong. You look at yourself when you've got like, those gatherings. You, you are yawning, yawning. You come out. When you start speaking to your friends, you are so strong. <laughs> but in the church, you were weak. You were tired. Immediately get out. You are so strong. That's laziness. You can't be lazy in your mind because this thing, it is in your mind. And we can not defeat the devil. Let's go and apply it, start today. I got a little today. Go and set up the alarm, you'll see what they're gonna do. Eh? One of my friends, she sent me a message, she said, my friend, let us wake up to one o'clock. <laughs> I don't know whether she wake up, because she never wake me up. She said, let, let us wake up one o'clock and pray. And then I wake up one o'clock and then I look at the time. I said, but I'm waking up now. <laughs> and I just go and sleep. So we've got that thing of laziness. And then those people who are running businesses that are, very, that are too busy for God. They are very busy for God. They, they don't have time for God. Their business is calling them early in the morning and they're arriving back home late in the evening. They are too busy. So they cannot even have time to pray. So let's learn when you do your your, 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 your what, your, your schedule. Thank you so much. When you do your schedule, make sure that you put prayer and you push yourself to do it. I can you, even if you had that you clean and clear how how when I did You make sure that you clean it. You are cleaning it. Why can't you do it to prayer? Why can't you insist? As I said in the beginning, that whatever you, 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 you feed is going to dominate you. Make sure that your spirit must be dominating your body. When the body says, I'm tired, say, No, I am strong. And you wake up in the morning. You wake up early in the morning. You come back to work from work. You 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 start reading the word of God. You sit down with your kids and read the word of God. But what we know is the news. We don't get tired. How can I have seen sometimes at home when we call our kids to pray, they are always yawning every day. And then after that, they are looking like when they watch the TV, they are they are fine. They are fine. But this is the devil, really. So let us learn as Christians to take a further step after listening, after reading the word. And then we take a step. Hallelujah.